wonderful morning to you I am pastor Odoyemi Ayolua David I welcome you to hope alive and by the grace of the Almighty God this morning the Lord will speak to us the Lord will bless us the Lord will inspire us and the Lord will impart our lives let's have a word of prayer that they will thank you this day we exalt your name because you are good and faithful. Thank you because there is none like you. You remain a help. You remain a strength. Thank you for always bringing the words of life to us. Thank you for not leaving us. Thank you for not forsaking us. Bless your name this morning because you will also bless us. You will inspire us. Every dead hope will come back to life. Use me to bless your people, daddy. And all the glory shall be returned unto your holy name. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Some couples of days ago, we began a very wonderful topic that says, Beautiful in his time, part one. We looked at beautiful in his time. And we look at Solomon in his own wisdom. Understood that God is a God of time. And he told us that as much as we have the good time, we have the bad time. But eventually, in verse 11, we say is he makes all things, both the good things, the bad things, the ugly things, the day of hope, the day of, of joy, the day of, of gladness, everything, the affliction, the oppression, God makes all things to become beautiful, not at your own time, but at his own time. That means as far as God is concerned, God does a time. Psalm 102 verse 13, Thou shall arise and have mercy upon Zion, for the time to favor her has come. Yes, the appointed time has come. That means as far as God is concerned, that is a time called the appointed time, that it makes all things to become beautiful for every man that is born. And that's why I'm glad to announce to you that this is your time of lifting. This is your time of fulfillment. And this is your time of glory. By the Spirit and the grace of God, this morning we are looking at the part two of that topic, Beautiful in His Time, part two. If you look at the account of the book of Exodus chapter 15, the Bible told us that Moses was leading the Israelites towards the promised land. They were in the desert. It was so hot and they were thirsty. They didn't think they were going to make it. They desperately needed water. As they say that water is life. They finally came to, the, to this river. They were so excited. The Bible told us that they rushed over to it. But the water was bitter. They couldn't drink it. Let me prophesy upon your life this morning. Every area and aspect of your life that you are experiencing bitterness. Every area of your life that 
Instead of experiencing the joy of the Lord, bitterness and sorrow is what you are saying. I command by divine ordination that may they become, may they be transformed from bitterness to happiness to joy in the name of Jesus, to sweetness, enough of bitterness, enough of sorrow. You are entering to your season of sweetness in the name of Jesus. The Bible told us the exact the excitement turned to great disappointment. Your expectations for this day, for this month. For the rest of this year, will not be disappointed in the name of Jesus. And God told Moses to put a certain kind of tree in the in the water. The Bible told us that when he did, the bitter waters became sweet. Now the people they could go drink all the water they wanted. God knows how to make and to take a bitter situation and make it sweet. A bitter loss, a bitter breakup. A bitter childhood, a bitter opportunity, a disappointment, a bitter frustration. It looks like that is your destiny, but you just need to learn to live with it. That's what nature tells you. That's what the situation around you tells you. But I tell you, in the natural sense, that is true. But God is supernatural. That water should be bitter, but when God touches it, the bitterness will be turned to sweet. The relationship will be restored. The child will come back home, will come back to life, and the dream will come to pass. In Exodus 15, verse 27, the Bible told us, after the Israelites, after they left Mara, where the bitter waters, where they were, they came to Elam, where there were 12 springs and 70 palm trees. They came out of bitterness into an oasis. It was like a resort. I can imagine them thinking, how did this place ever make it out in the desert? The principle that God uses is this. God is going to bring you out of the bitter places of life. Not just to where you were, but to an oasis, to an abundance, to joy, health, fulfillment like you have never seen. It's going to be a time and a season of refreshing, a re-energizing enjoyment that you've never ever experienced in your life. When God makes all things beautiful, He's going to exceed your expectation and your imagination. Relationships healthier than you've ever been. Your child doing well, more awesome than you have ever experienced. Going further in your career, you are going to step into your new levels of, of God-ordained destiny. From bitter waters to sweet waters, from the desert to an oasis, that is how God restores. That is His idea of beauty. Bible told us in the scriptures that Apostle Paul chose Barnabas and his cousin John Mark to travel with him. Paul could have chosen anyone. He was very influential and very respected. They went to different cities ministering and were having great success. But when Paul decided to sail to the city of Paga, the scripture says John Mark deserted him. The Bible didn't give us any reason. He just went back home to Jerusalem. Paul was upset. He thought, at least you could tell me that you are going to leave. After all, I chose you, took you under my wings. I shared my influence with you. Now you are just going to walk away. The Bible told us that later, Paul was about to return to a city and check on how things were going. Barnabas said, let, let us take John Mark with us. Paul was going 
What a uh, Paul in actual sense, he wasn't so forgiving. He said, in effect, no way, he's not going to come back to, to my team. After he deserted me, I am done with him. It was such a sharp disagreement that Paul and Barnabas they split. They were so at us that they no longer travel together. Paul shows Silas, Barnabas shows John Mark. They went their separate ways. You don't hear much about Barnabas and John Mark, but Paul and Silas, they did great things. They saw one miracle after another. And at midnight, when they were in prison, they sang praises and their prison doors opened. When they, when they were shipwrecked on the land of on the island of Patmos, on the island of, of Matas, poisonous snake, snake beat Paul. The Bible told us that he shook it off. It didn't harm him. He prayed, and all the sick people on the island, they were healed. There were chapters and chapters of how God used them. Paul went on to write almost half of the book in the New Testament. I can imagine John Mark thinking, Man, I blew it. Why didn't I stick with Paul? Why did I desert him? At least I should have thanked him for choosing me. I should have told him that I wanted to go back home, not just disappear. It seemed like his own mistakes, his own poor choices, soured his relationship and limited his destiny. We cannot look back like John Mark and think, Man, if I'd only stayed in that relationship, but only been more committed in my marriage, if I'd only spent more time with my children, if I'd only finished college, where could I be now? But God has a way of making all things beautiful. Even when we have made mistakes, even our own shortcomings, things we know we should have done better. John Mark was drawn on himself when he heard how Paul was doing great things and now he was impacting cities. It was like pulling salt on the wound. He thought, that could have been me. Fast forward many time, many years, Paul is now an old man. He's in prison about to pass. He, he was writing to Timothy and said, I finished my course, I have run my race. He went on to say, Timothy, when you come, bring the coat I left at Troas. Bring my books and my papers. And one more thing, bring John Mark with him. For he is very profitable to me. Of all the things he could have asked for at the end of his life, he asked for John Mark. I can imagine West getting to him. You are not going to believe this. Paul wants you. He asked me to bring you to him. John Mark says, don't kid me. M me? You know I blew it with Paul. I'm not kidding. Timothy sent the message. Paul wants you to come. He said that you are very valuable to him. I can see these tears welling up in John Mark's eye. Paul wasn't so forgiving early on. He didn't want to have anything to do with John Mark, but God knows how to soften people's hearts. He knows how to give you another chance. In his time, he will make all things beautiful. You may have relationships that you think are too far gone. Too much water under the bridge. You messed up. They are not going to have anything to do with you. No, another chance is coming. You wouldn't be hearing this if God wasn't about to do something unusual, something out of the ordinary. John Mark thought he had made this chance, that his bad choices had stopped his destiny. But here is how good God is. He not only saw his relationship with Paul restored, but most scholars believe that he wrote the Gospel of Mark. Who would have ever thought that after the certain Paul, 
after causing a disagreement that caused Barnabas to break away, that one day, many years later, he would be reading the book that he wrote. What am I saying this morning? God knows how to make all things beautiful. Just give it some time. You may want to tell me that things are not encouraging, but I think it, maybe your own is that it's too late for you. Maybe your own is that you are wallowing in regrets. You don't know what I have done. You don't know the relationship I have sought. The regret that I have, you don't know. Your mistakes are not too much for the mercy of God. Let that sink into your subconscious mind. Your shortcomings, your lack of commitment, your failures did not stop your destiny. God is softening hearts right now. God is preparing the way for restoration. Timothy sent word. Go find John Mark. Tell him that is profitable, is valuable, that Paul needs him. God is calling your name today. Go find David. Go find Timothy. Go find Philip. Go find Ion. Go and find Dave. Tell them that they are valuable. Tell them that I have another chance for them. Tell them that I am going to restore what was stolen. It's not too late. You haven't made too many mistakes. Like John Mark, your latter days are going to be better than your former days. Mistakes you have made in the past are not going to keep you from the great things that God has in store. Now, maybe you are not John Mark in this story. Maybe you are Paul. God is saying to you, give them another chance. Show mercy. It is time to forgive. It is time to release the hearts. It is time to bury the assets. This is a new day. As you forgive God, as you forgive, God is going to make things beautiful in your life. You are not just doing them a favor. You are doing yourself a favor. Make that call. Tell your child, tell your parents, tell your friend that you need them, that they are valuable to you. God didn't put them in your life by accident. The message you show them is the message that is going to be shown to you. Life is flying by. Time is short. They are not always going to be there. Paul waited till he was almost done, but he couldn't really say, I finished my course, without saying, go get John Mark. He was saying, I'm not going to die holding this against him. Let him think that I am disappointed in him, trying to keep him feeling guilty and condemned. I am bigger than that. I am done holding on to things that are holding me down. When John Mark came and fed Paul's love and acceptance, gift that had been buried in him came alive. Visions that had laid like dormant came back to life. He stepped up and wrote his book and saw God's favor in new ways. I believe today that God is about to make some things beautiful in your life. Whether you made the mistakes like John Mark or like you do some cause at no fault of your own, bad breaks, disappointments, God saw it. Your time is coming. He didn't bring you this far to leave you. Things that look like they will never work out in your health, in your relationship, in your career, just give it some time. God is still on the throne. He's walking behind the scenes. Now I want you to do your own part. Instead of living this calling all through the day, can your attitude be that, Father, I thank you that you are making all things beautiful in my life. I tell you this morning, if you will believe and say this, things are about to happen that you couldn't make happen on your own. Like John Mark, you are about to see restoration. You are going to accomplish dreams bigger than you thought. Healing is coming your way. Freedom is coming your way. 
promotion is coming your way. Restoration is coming your way. Breakthrough is coming your way. And fullness of God, fullness of your destiny, they are coming your way in the name of Jesus. I challenge you today. Agree with God that everything will be beautiful in your life. Don't conclude your case. Don't write yourself off. I declare you blessed. It is well with you. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Thank you so much for your time. Let this one sing into your subconscious mind that God is not yet through with you. Know that God has not concluded your case. Therefore, no man can conclude your case. It is well with you. I love you. I celebrate you. God bless you.